What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And today we are going to continue with the neurotransmitter series. And we're going to be talking about glutamate, which I think is such a fascinating neurotransmitter. It is responsible for emotions and is also responsible for our memory. So I like to think of glutamate as the emotional amplifier. So what that means is that if glutamate is high, if levels are high, and let's say you are feeling happy, then you are going to feel very happy. And if you are feeling sad, you're going to feel very sad. So those with high levels of glutamate um, tend to be very emotional because, again, it's our emotional amplifier. Um, And it also plays a role in memory. So it's not the type of thing where we want glutamate to be too low because if that happens, then we're going to have issues with retaining information and feel like, you know, brain fog or just not feel like ourselves. And we don't want that. So, you know, it's kind of like the Goldilocks situation where too much is not, not right. And too little is not right. And we just want that, that middle, um, you know, ideal level when it comes to glutamate. And um, the reason why I think that it's such a fascinating neurotransmitter is because it has been used as a food additive for a long time. So many of you have probably heard of MSG, uh, which is basically just a easily convertible form of glutamate. And that has been used in fast foods, commercial coffees, uh, frozen meals, that sort of thing to, um, you know, and really it's kind of messed up if you think about it, but it's like playing on our brain chemistry to get us to enjoy that food more. So if you think about like a fast food, just um, like a burger, and it has MSG in it, well, that emotional response, that pleasure response that you're going to get from the food is now going to be amplified because of the higher levels of glutamate. So it's like, now you just don't enjoy that burger. You love that burger and you want more of that burger. And obviously, um, you know, the more that, you know, you kind of have that emotional connection to a specific food, the more you're going to want it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you can almost remember how you feel when you eat a certain food like that. I mean, I haven't had, you know, something like McDonald's in, I don't know how many years, but it's been a very long time, but I can almost put myself back into that place where I know the exact feeling that I got when, you know, I had a McDonald's French fry or burger or something like that. And I'm not picking on McDonald's. It's just the first example that came to my mind. It really applies for any food. And so uh, what happened was that uh, studies started to show that high levels of glutamate uh, can be neurotoxic, which basically means that they are not good for our brain and they can cause all sorts of issues. So um, fast food companies started to take notice and then um, you know, started promoting the fact that they no longer use MSG, uh, which you've probably seen either restaurants or fast food chains or you know coffee places say like no MSG added, which is fine. But then they switched to an alternative, which was um, L-glutamic acid, which is another form of readily convertible uh, glutamate. And it has the exact same response. So basically, you're just calling it something different, but the result is basically the same. So you do have to be careful uh, when you're eating, you know, fast food, highly processed foods, um, frozen meals, anything like that. 
uh, because, you know, again, high levels of glutamate can be neurotoxic and it can also, um, you know, amplify your emotional response to a certain food. Now, I don't like to say um, necessarily that it's, you know, you're going to be addicted or that sort of thing. But, you know, when you're talking about our brain chemistry, um, you know, food engineers are, are very smart and they know how to get a response. Like there's a reason, and I can't remember what food this was, but there's a reason why you see slogans like, I bet you can't eat just one because the, you know, engineering and in, in the way that those foods are created, it's kind of playing off of our dopamine receptors, um, you know, increasing glutamate to increase that emotional response. Um, and just to get, you know, to make it very easy to overconsume and to continue to purchase more um, and buy more of that food. Now, the same thing holds true for things like social media and technology. Um, it's also playing on our neurotransmitters. So, you know, people, the engineers who are behind, you know, Instagram, Facebook, that sort of thing, uh, they want us to spend hours and hours and hours on our site, on their sites. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I'm not, in, I'm not by any means a, uh, programmer or engineer for any of those companies. But, um, you know, they want us to spend hours on their site. Anything that's going to take you away from their site, they want to try and avoid that. Uh, and so it's basically like, you know, you get that dopamine hit, you, you know, find yourself wanting to check. It, it's like why we see so many things where how many times have you been like, like Facebook is in my brain, Instagram's in my brain. They know exactly what I want to see. They show me ads for stuff that I want to buy. Uh, and, and there's a reason for that. There's very smart people behind the scenes who are, you know, creating this in such a way that it becomes very easy to overconsume. It's the same thing with processed foods. And now that's not to scare anybody away. It's, again, just to create awareness. That is the ultimate goal when we kind of go through um, different neurotransmitters and personality types and all that stuff the ultimate goal is to just create awareness. So um, with glutamate, it is our emotional amplifier. Um, now, another interesting thing with glutamate is that it is directly related to carbohydrate metabolism. So um, you, there are studies that show a strong correlation between high carbs, um, high blood sugar, and high levels of glutamate. And on the flip side of that, you know, we have lower carbs, low blood, blood sugar being associated with lower levels of glutamate. So for somebody that's on a high carbohydrate diet, you will typically see that their glutamate levels are higher. And an important thing to note about glutamate is that it is converted to GABA through an enzyme that I'm not even going to try and pronounce. We're just going to call it the GAD enzyme. Um, so I'll just save the embarrassment of trying to pronounce it. And just, you know, the abbreviation is the GAD enzyme. Um, GABA, we will talk about later in this series, but it is a neurotransmitter that calms the brain down. So glutamate is a neurotransmitter that amps up the nervous system. Basically, it gets you ready. Uh, you know, it excites the nervous system. Your neurons are going to be firing faster when glutamate is higher. And GABA is one of the uh, main neurotransmitters that calms the brain down. So it basically tells your neurons to stop firing so fast. Now, an important thing to note is that anxiety is nothing more than your neurons firing too fast. Um, and so having you know, adequate levels of GABA is super important, especially for those with high anxiety, because we need GABA to calm the brain down. 
GABA is like our emergency brake. If you think of like a car, um, we'll talk about serotonin as well. That's more of like the brake pedal. Um, and GABA is like that hard switch off. So um, it's very important with our circadian rhythm. And so glutamate being converted to GABA, um, those who are, you know, high, who typically have high levels of glutamate and are overly anxious, you'll see that they don't produce enough of the enzyme, the GAD enzyme to convert glutamate to GABA. So they end up having high levels of glutamate and low levels of GABA. Now, increasing carbs and having a high carbohydrate diet can almost can sometimes backfire uh, for those people because it will further increase glutamate since it's directly associated with carb metabolism and higher blood sugar. So now you would think, you know, just lower carbs and that solves everything, but there's a balancing act because carbs will also increase serotonin, which will help calm the nervous system down as well. So we do need some carbohydrate in there um, to help with serotonin production. Uh, and so, you know, we got to, we have to find that balance. And um, interestingly enough, the keto diet will increase the GAD enzyme, which can fix, you know, if you have, if you are somebody who has very high levels of glutamate and low levels of GABA, and you want to do like a temporary solution to fix that or just balance that out. Um, keto is an option, although from a sustainability standpoint, it might be pretty difficult, but for certain people, it can be, you know, maybe like a two to four week solution just to balance things out from a neurotransmitter perspective. Um, and so uh, the other thing to be cautious of with keto is that it will decrease serotonin. So you may end up feeling like crap, especially if you're somebody who already has low levels of serotonin. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, that's kind of why when we go through the um, neurotyping personality profiles, um, it helps to understand each profile and it helps to understand, you know, the individual situations that come up um, because, you know, application is everything and context is everything. So we don't want to just make blanket statements that say, if you are somebody who has high levels of glutamate and low levels of GABA, you should definitely do keto uh, because that would be doing everybody a disservice uh, because it doesn't apply across the board. Uh, but just to, you know, just from a looking at somebody with high levels of glutamate and giving you some examples uh, so that you can kind of see for yourself if maybe you fit this profile, uh, high levels of glutamate, you will notice that you are very emotional, that you have very strong emotional reactions. Um, also that you have mood swings. So having high levels of glutamate, you can go from, you know, euphoric to almost like depressed in a matter of hours. Uh, your, your emotions are very strong and they can, and they can change rapidly um, because glutamate will amplify that. So you can go from, you know, really, really happy to really, really sad in just a matter of hours. Um, you know, almost like, I don't want to say bipolar, but bipolar like symptoms, you know, you just, you feel like, you know, you have these, these strong, um, guttural reactions. Uh, somebody who has high levels of glutamate will take things personally, uh, will get kind of defensive, uh, and, you know, almost feel attacked. Anytime you, you uh, try and give somebody like constructive criticism or feedback and they take it personally, or they get very defensive very quickly, that can be a telltale sign that glutamate levels are pretty high. Um, you know, also somebody who, is very hard on themselves. 
uh, somebody who beats themselves up very easily. Like you, you make a mistake and then you dwell on it and like, why did I do that? I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I made that mistake. And, and you have a hard time moving on. Um, that can be another sign that glutamate levels are too high. Um, so I think just understanding the role that it plays and some of the symptoms that, you know, you may have a, you know, you may be somebody who has higher levels of glutamate. And again, it's not that we want to, you know, just drop carbs and, you know, totally try and reduce glutamate as, as much as possible. Uh, because again, having glutamate levels that are too low, you're going to have like brain fog and have a hard time retaining information. So we want to find that balance where, um, you know, you're not overly emotional, uh, but you also, you know, you're not overly anxious, not so hard on yourself, but we find that balance. And that might mean a period of lower carbs. That might mean, you know, focusing more on food quality because one of the best ways to help with uh, glutamate is to, to avoid, you know, frozen meals and highly processed foods and, um, you know, fast food and that sort of thing. Now that doesn't mean that you have to eliminate those things altogether, but just being mindful of food quality and, you know, understanding that, uh, those types of foods are going to have higher levels of glutamate. And it's not the type of thing where, you know, you eat one fast food meal and then all of a sudden, you know, you've, you've got high levels of glutamate across the board. Uh, we have to understand, you know, that things in isolation typically are not an issue. It's when it becomes chronic that, you know, we start to see um, issues with it. But definitely something to be mindful of. Um, I think that it's one of the most interesting neurotransmitters just because of how much it can influence our emotional reaction to things and how we, you know, we take things personally and how, you know, we start to get hard on, you know, beat ourselves up and be hard on ourselves and that sort of thing. Um, and so just having that awareness and that understanding will allow you to make some um, changes or, you know, again, be mindful, be aware. Um, and then you have more information to make choices that best fit your lifestyle and, and your nutrition and your training and all of that stuff. So, um, I hope you guys are enjoying this neurotransmitter series. Next, we will talk about acetylcholine, which is another really cool neurotransmitter, which actually plays a role in amping up the nervous system and calming it down. Um, so that'll be fun to talk about on the next episode. And then um, I've got some cool stuff coming up, which I'm excited to share. So i um, going to start trying to pump out these episodes a little bit more regularly and, and got some guests lined up. So that'll be fun. As always, um, if you guys can jump over to iTunes and give me a five-star rating and review, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you can screenshot this and share it on your stories, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. I would appreciate that as well. And I will talk to you guys next time.